The following is a presentation of Great Commission Ministries and produced by Cave Media. This is the Kingdom Hero Show with Stace Massengill. Welcome to the Kingdom Hero Show, where Christ is King and the truth matters. Our mission to advance the kingdom of God through study of the word and making real-world application of godly character and kingdom-mindedness. On today's program, how do we handle that brick wall we all hit from time to time during our walk with God, especially as leaders of the faith, preachers, teachers, other spiritual leaders, anyone who God has given a ministry to, at some point we all get worn down and fatigued. We'll talk about some ways to combat that feeling of burnout in just a moment. Right now, I want to invite you to the all-new Kingdom Storehouse. Check this out, folks. Visit the all-new Kingdom Storehouse. Go to KingdomHero.net and click on the Kingdom Storehouse icon. You'll find cool products from t-shirts to coffee mugs to whatever. It's a great way to start up a conversation about Christ, show your faith, and also support the Kingdom Hero Show. These items also make great gifts. So go to the website, KingdomHero.net, and click on the Kingdom Storehouse icon to get your kingdom gear today. Now, if I've said it once, I've said it repeatedly. Subscribe to my Rumble channel. Subscribe to my Rumble channel. Subscribe to my Rumble channel. Thank you. Uh, links to that and all our social media outlets are on our official website, of course, KingdomHero.net. That's KingdomHero.net. Lovers of free speech? Hey, check out our preferred platforms. Locals, Parlay, Getter, Gab, MeWe. All these links are right there at KingdomHero.net. Cool? Cool. Let's do this. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to... Let the Kingdom Heroics begin! All right, show of hands. Who here has ever felt spiritually drained? Hmm? You haven't lost your faith, but you're losing your fire. Maybe you've just... Well, maybe you've been serving faithfully in the church for a long time, and you're... You're just tired and, and feel like your enthusiasm has waned. Perhaps you're even thinking of hanging it up. I have an important message for you today. That feeling is completely normal. A friend of mine uh, recently posted a request for prayer for the same reason. He's a pastor and an evangelist, heavily involved in ministry, and he also does a podcast. Uh, lately, all the responsibilities have been weighing on him, and he's feeling a bit drained. I immediately felt the Holy Spirit prodding me to reach out to this brother in Christ with some encouragement. And that was greatly the reason I decided to focus on burnout during today's show. We all want to be kingdom heroes and giants of the faith. But as human beings, we have to remember that we do get tired occasionally. You know, it, it's perfectly natural to feel that way. So don't be ashamed of it. The guilt that creeps in is not from God. That's the devil trying to bring you down even more. Uh, he's also the one who tells you to just quit. The thing is, simply forcing yourself to keep going when you're burning out is just as bad, really, as quitting altogether because the end result 
will be the same. You're going to eventually hit that wall and just give out. So what's the answer? If you can't just quit and you can't keep going really, what's left? Simple. You need a break. Now, I'm not talking about giving yourself an excuse to quit completely, but rather a well-planned and purposeful timeout. It's just like when our bodies get physically and emotionally and mentally tired by the end of the day. We need to sleep. As we get older, as a matter of fact, uh, an occasional midday nap helps too. But you get the point, right? The rest is every bit as important as work. God actually ordained this in Genesis. Genesis 2.2 plainly states that he rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. Now, why does it say that, do you think? Why did God bother to inspire Moses to put that in the account of creation? Yes, it leads to the whole idea of the Sabbath and keeping a holy day each week set aside especially for honoring God. But the Sabbath idea also includes doing no work on that day. See, God didn't need to rest because making the universe made him tired and sleepy. Instead, he was setting an example for us because well, he knew that we couldn't always be about even the Father's work 24-7, 365. No, we have to rest. And I think the book of Hebrews drives this point home. In Hebrews 4.10, it says this, For whoever has entered God's rest has also rested from his works as God did from his now this can be referred well this can refer to a number of things some will say that entering into god's rest is what we do when we die but to me that's almost almost like when people who work too much comically say i'll sleep when i'm dead we better take some time to rest before then no i believe that this scripture could be saying uh to us that we who are about the Father's business had better learn to enter an occasional rest period just like the Father did. Why? Because otherwise, we won't be able to carry on with the Father's work. See, rest is more than just good advice. It's a command from God, and it was exemplified by God. Think about this. The same root word that gives us the term Sabbath also gives us the word sabbatical. Well, what's a sabbatical? Well, that's when a person takes some time away from their normal business or duties of life. Oh, you mean like a vacation? No. Well, not exactly, no. See, a vacation is something that most people do, you know, with family or with friends. You go somewhere like a beach or whatever with the kids and enjoy some family time, enjoy some time with their friends, whatever. No, vacation is great, but that's not a sabbatical. The whole reason for taking a sabbatical is to do more than just relax and unwind. You also have to put aside all your obligations for a while so that you can recharge your batteries. Uh, you need to rejuvenate. Completely shut down for a time, just like when we sleep and our bodies get a chance to reset everything or and refuel or take care of areas that need attention. 
for a sabbatical, you usually need to be alone. And in our case, we need an extended period of time, sometimes alone with God. Are there other examples of rest being biblical? <laughs> of course. In Matthew 11, 28 through 29, Jesus proclaims, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Even Jesus himself took a period of time alone with the Father on occasion. In fact, we read of him doing just that on the night that he was to be he would be betrayed. He urged his disciples to be on watch as he went into the Garden of Gethsemane to pray. This account is found in Matthew 26, and it was a time when Jesus was literally taking the weight of the world's sin on his shoulders. Now, for us, facing times of weakness or dryness in our spiritual lives can be quite the challenge. If you're in a position of leadership, your responsibilities can weigh heavily on you. The need for a refreshing from heaven is real and it's well it's critical that we recognize it and act accordingly there's no shame in taking some time to recharge but we often tend to think that it's just not possible to step away for any length of time while we resist the enemy's attempts to tell us to just give up altogether, well, we often fear that taking time off might lead to quitting altogether. Hmm. Well, or, or we fear that things may fall apart in our absence. They can't get along without me. Are you kidding me? If, you know, if it's going to be done right, I got to do it. I got to be there. I, gotta... I feel you. Been there. Or perhaps people think people will think less of us if uh, you know we take a break for a little while. All these fears are irrelevant, but the devil will use them to stress us out even more. But those times don't have to break us. Remember, in 2 Corinthians 13:9, it says, For we are glad when we are weak and you are strong. Your restoration is what we pray for. It is in our times of weakness that the strength of the Lord proves to be more than sufficient. We only need to allow ourselves the time to be alone with God and let Him rejuvenate us with His resurrection power. So yeah, a sabbatical to rest and recharge might just be the perfect answer. We'll be right back. I thought faith was like a lever. Picture this. And like, when we pull the lever, you know, have faith. Give them a praise. <laughs> Give them a praise. You know, when praises go up, blessings come down. It's like transactional, right? It's like jackpot Jesus. It's like, yes, Lord, you know? Like, I'm going to pray my kid's going to make straight A's. I'm going to pray and I'm going to stop. My headache's going to go away. I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray. Let's see. Faith is not a lever. Faith is a lens. A way of seeing your situation. And sometimes faith changes the situation. 
Sometimes faith changes the way you see the situation. Sometimes God changes it. Sometimes He changes me. We are back. Who's your inside voice? I don't have an inside voice. This is the Kingdom Hero Show. Well, I've shared this before, but it's appropriate for our topic. I've been in church all my life. I was a preacher's son, and I've been involved in the church to some extent, some degree or another, for well, decades. But in May of 2011, I was what you might call at the end of my rope spiritually. Um, I was wearing a lot of hats, and some of my duties were a real drain on me. Uh, being in charge of the church finances, for one thing, that that was particularly wearisome for me. Uh, I hated it. Keeping the books, writing checks, paying bills, yuck. On top of this, the church I was going to at that time itself was going through a time of turmoil. After a gut-wrenching leadership dispute, all but about four people had left our fellowship. I remember coming to church one Sunday morning and looking across the vacant sanctuary and feeling as empty as those chairs. It seemed apparent to me that my time at that church was simply over, so I left. See, after 40 years, I was without a church home for the first time in my life. That was weird. I visited some other local churches, but I wasn't feeling that sense of, you know, belonging. No matter where I went, I felt, well, I never felt like I quite fit in, you know? I felt inside that I needed to immerse myself in God's work somewhere, but I had become so spiritually fatigued that I couldn't seem to plug myself in anywhere. It was so frustrating. But I did find that by not having the time-consuming duties I'd had in the church previously, I finally had the free time to pursue some personal interests. Understand, though, these were interests that God had planted within me. In June of 2011, as I've mentioned several times, I began my own online ministry by launching a series of Bible-based videos. This was the beginning of Great Commission Ministries and my first foray into hosting a, a web series called The GC. GC, Great Commission. Little did I know <laughs> that God was up to something. Without realizing it, I was entering an eight-month sabbatical. Now, sabbatical doesn't have to be that long. It could be that long or longer. But during that time, God was training me to do new things. He had birthed in me an interest to, in producing videos, uh, while also keeping me plugged into His Word. I began to study the Scriptures like never before, and God just poured Himself into me. It was really a good time. Even as I was deeply immersed in this new ministry, I didn't yet realize the significance it would have, but I was all in. Another thing God had orchestrated during this time of my life was a connection to the church at Chapel Hill. 
and I was given the opportunity to attend an event there called the Blue Experience, which was a kind of seminar for people in leadership. There was a time of praise and worship at the start of the event, and my spirit desperately needed that. Because of this, and the fact that I hadn't found another church home yet, I'd begun watching the church uh, or the Chapel Hill um, church services online every Sunday, every Sunday morning. Uh, it was too far to drive there every week, so I'd plug my laptop into my big screen TV, and I would have church right there in my own living room. It was great. Early in 2012, I was invited to a men's breakfast by the new men's group that had formed at my old church. Yes, they had managed to grow in my absence. On a Saturday morning, I went to that breakfast and I listened as many of them voiced their excitement, really, about all the things that were happening after the relaunch of the church. While I had been growing an online ministry, making videos and so forth, these guys had been rebuilding the ministry of a place I had left some eight months prior. Good for them, I thought. Then they began talking about some new things they were trying to get started. Uh, someone mentioned something about a church bulletin, and in that moment, something clicked in my brain. All these months, I had been making videos, and all these months, I had been streaming in the services from Chapel Hill. I had seen how they had created announcement videos and played them prior to the Sunday morning service. And I began to think, hey, I could do that. Before I knew it, I found myself pitching the idea of a video bulletin to these men. And they loved it. Next thing I know, I'm offering to head up this project for a church that I wasn't even a part of anymore. What? I go home afterwards and I'm thinking about what had just happened. What did it mean? I wasn't sure I was ready to go back to the same place that I had left, but it was also obvious that it really wasn't the same place anymore. New people, new ideas, but was this the right move? I really had my doubts about it. And I needed God to give me some clear direction. As usual, God was way ahead of me. The next morning, it's Sunday, so I'm doing what had become my usual thing. I make a little breakfast, and I get settled in to watch the 9 a.m. service from uh, the church at Chapel Hill online. As always, it's fantastic. The praise and worship starts, and there I am singing along and having a good old time in my living room. Then Pastor Dave Devine steps up and, and begins preaching. I'm listening intently, as I, I always seem to get good stuff out of it. And then something kind of peculiar happens. Pastor Dave st stops right in the middle of his sermon, and he says, you know... It's great that we have the ability to stream our services online like this for, for those who maybe can't be with us in person. Then looking right into the camera, he says, but sometimes you just need to be here.
Honestly, I don't remember anything he said after that. God had been working on me for eight months, training me and teaching me, and he had orchestrated that little breakfast meeting the day before. Now he had prepared my heart to hear a specific message. It was a message I heard loud and clear. And as Pastor Dave spoke those words directly into the camera, what I heard was, Stace, it's time for you to get up out of that comfy chair and go back to church. So I did. Yeah, I had church twice that morning. I returned to the church I had left eight months before, and I stayed there for another ten years. Why am I telling you all this? Well, hang on. Here's the real kicker. After going back, I ended up wearing more hats than I had ever worn before. And the difference, though, the difference was that I was loving every single thing that I did. God had taken me from burnout to boss-level servanthood. <laughs> you may say that's contradictory. You can't be a boss and a servant at the same time. Oh, but you can. It's called servant leadership. Look it up. Uh, and Jesus lived it out for us. He did. But my, my point is that God led me from my emptiness to a time of refreshing and retraining. And when I came out on the other side of it, I discovered that he had given me desires and abilities to serve him in ways that I had previously not even imagined. Now, right now, I'm facing a similar time in my life. After all those years of serving in various capacities at that church, I recently reached another turning point feeling compelled to make uh, a rather huge move from Georgia to Tennessee. Here I am now, again, staring at a future that is unknown to me. But knowing God's stellar record of always being there to guide my steps when I faithfully pursue Him, I'm confident that He will again lead me into the next phase of my service to him, and I couldn't be more excited to learn what he has in store. So if you're hitting a wall in your spiritual walk, take comfort in knowing that God has a plan for you. He does. That plan may, may include a needed respite, a sabbatical, a time of temporarily, temporarily shedding the duties that bog you down and entering into God's rest. Let Him guide you. Let Him teach you. And trust that whatever He has lined up for you, it's going to be amazing. I'm just saying. Thanks for being with us for the Kingdom Hero Show with Stace Massingill. Remember to subscribe to our Rumble channel and join the Kingdom community on Locals.com for exclusive content. You'll find links to all this and more at KingdomHero.net. That's KingdomHero.net. This program is a presentation of Great Commission Ministries and a production of Cave Media.